In the news, we are hearing more and more stories about hate crimes against Asian Americans. Some think this is their patriotic duty to attack those who are somehow harming our society or even the world. Some believe that it is their Christian duty because these people are the enemy. But are these actions patriotic or Christian? We're going to talk about it next. Stay tuned. Blessings one and all, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show I would like to talk to you about the problem of growing racism and violence against Asians in America. Now, if you live in the United States, you're probably uh, very much aware of this problem. If you're outside of the country, uh, perhaps you've heard of it or maybe you're a little foggy on the details. But just to briefly explain... There's a group of people here in the United States who have the notion that because the coronavirus began in China, that somehow Asians are to blame and they are responsible for the current pandemic. And so here in the United States, there are individuals who are targeting Asian Americans uh, sneaking up on them uh, in the streets, attacking them, punching them, kicking them, beating them to the ground, assaulting them, injuring them. And the really sad part about this is that most of the people, if not all, that are being assaulted and targeted are the elderly. So we have young males coming up behind uh, someone who is in their 70s, 80s and there was one uh, grandmother I believe she was in her mid 90s that was recently attacked and just assaulting these people and you know the sad thing about this also is a lot of the people that are engaging in this racism engaging in these hate crimes and assaults consider themselves to be true patriots and true followers of Christ and believers in God. Now, how do I know that? We're going to talk about that in just a few moments and also why there are individuals who are engaging in this behavior, what's caused them to do this. And, you know, one of the big problems is something that I've been talking about in my almost uh, five years of podcasting now, since day one, you know, talking about how so many people in the world right now are looking for a role model, a leader, someone who will tell them what to do, how to behave, what to believe. And many of them follow their peers if they see their family members or their friends 
or people that they're close to or respect engaging in certain behavior, they'll just follow through and follow suit. And that's a very dangerous place to be in. Because really, the only voice and the only intuition or prompting that we should be following in our lives is the spirit of truth, which speaks to us in our hearts with the still small voice. And if any of us think that targeting Asian Americans is the right thing to do or a good thing to do, if you've engaged in this kind of behavior or if you're thinking about engaging in this kind of behavior, other people are doing it, well, I'm going to do it too. It must be right. I want you to really listen to this show before you decide to act. And now what I would like to do because of this, because so many of the people targeting Asian Americans uh, consider themselves to be patriots, consider themselves to be religious or Christians, I'd like to start this show off by referring to uh, a couple of verses in scripture. And I feel that this is important because what we're going to be talking about for a few moments, uh, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Now, what does that mean exactly? You know, we have a lot of misconstruing of the words of Christ, the teachings of Christ, the Bible as a whole in our world today. And because of this, we have a lot of people who are believing in a lot of things that are just not true. And this is why I talk a lot about, um, you know, a lot of these internet ministries and uh, pseudo-Christian Gnostic teachers that are out there. Uh, many that are involved in the conspiracy cults and movements. They have a way of uh, misrepresenting scripture or saying that God has shown them a deeper meaning into certain verses of scripture and things get really polluted and really confused and people start really going off the deep end with some very bizarre beliefs and behaviors. And uh, again, you know, the very fact that there would be people here in the United States who would consider themselves to be patriots, would consider themselves to be true believers, going out and assaulting and beating down elderly Asian Americans in the streets, this certainly shows that something is very, very wrong in our society, in our culture, and, you know, across the world. I mean, there's a lot of crazy breaking out all over the place right now. But to start off, I would really like 
to bring our attention to 1 John, starting in chapter 4. And I just want to read the first sentence of this verse. It says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Let me read that again. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Now, when we talk about this concept of love, whoever does not love does not know God, a lot of people will say, well, that's not me. I can be out there uh, attacking Asian Americans, attacking the elderly. I can hate other people. I can be racist. But that doesn't apply to me because I love But to a lot of people, they have this notion that to love or to love our neighbors as ourselves means to to love a certain type or group of people. To some people, it it means only to love those who have the same skin color as you. To others, it is love those who have the same religion as you. To others, it's to love only those who have the same political or worldview as they do. And everybody outside of that little group or that box isn't necessarily worthy of love. We don't have to worry about loving them because God doesn't love them. God doesn't love them because they're black. God doesn't love them because they're white. God doesn't like them because they're Democrat. God doesn't love them because they don't have the right religion. They don't believe in the right thing. But see, we err so greatly when we get into that type of thinking. And this is the thinking that so many people have in the United States right now. At least half the country. So I would like to take our attention now to the Gospel of Matthew in verse 22, beginning in verse 37. So chapter 22, beginning in verse 37. And this is Jesus speaking when uh, someone asked him, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus answers, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second commandment is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So when asked what was the greatest commandment, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
all all of your soul, all of your mind, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. But see, now we still have that dispute. Who is my neighbor? Is it people who have the same skin tone as me? Is it people who belong to the same group as me? Is it, you know, my fellow, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists? Who is it? Who is my neighbor that I should love as myself? Well, I'd like to go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, beginning in verse 25. And uh, I believe uh, this goes through verse 37. And this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. And all of us know this pretty much by heart, I'm sure. But I would like to read it and explain something to the listening audience. Because this is something that really goes over a lot of people's heads. You know, we have this modern saying, you know, oh, a good Samaritan uh, saved that child in the street that was standing, you know, right in the pathway of a car. You know, a good Samaritan uh, stepped in and, you know, helped that woman when someone was trying to steal her purse. And so the the idea, you know, a good Samaritan, it's just, just somebody who, you know, don't you don't really know them. They're just a good person. They step in and help somebody else when they really didn't have to. You know, they were the good Samaritan. They helped when help was needed. Uh, that's part of it. But let's read the story and expound just a bit. And we're going to see what all this has to do with this uh, violence against Asian Americans. So Luke 10, verse 25 through 37, and it states, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, Jesus replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. So there is that commandment again. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So see, this is someone he wanted to justify himself because he loved certain people and looked at others as being unworthy of love. And Jesus replied and said, A man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, when he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. Now, I want to stop there and explain something here. 
The man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho was obviously Jewish. This was a Jewish man. And he was attacked by robbers who stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and left him on the side of the road half dead. A priest, which would be a Jewish priest, happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side of the road. Most of us look at that and we just say, well, you know, the priest in the story didn't want to help, and that that is true to a degree. But the priest also seeing the man saw that he was naked, saw that he was bleeding. And a Jewish priest at that time would consider a naked, bleeding man unclean. He couldn't touch him. So mostly because of religious beliefs and rules, the priest passed by on the other side of the road. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Why is this story important? Because the Samaritan, you understand, Samaritans and Jews at the time of Jesus did not get along. They did not like one another. They were almost uh, in the same position as blacks and whites in the modern day and age. To the Jew, the Samaritan was just a mutt. They were half-breeds. They... Uh, didn't believe in God the right way, you know, everything was wrong about them. They were just subhuman. And uh, pretty much the Samaritans felt the same way about the Jews. You know, they were, uh, you know, they were haughty. They thought they were superior. They were, you know, you know, they did not like one another. So this Samaritan traveling down the road, stopping, taking pity on a Jewish man, bandaging his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and sitting him on his own donkey and taking him to an inn, would be something that would be almost unheard of in Jesus' day. And that's why he told the story. What, this Samaritan, seeing a Jewish man naked and bleeding on the side of the road, stopped and took the time to care for him, take him to an inn, 
and make sure he was nursed back to health? Unheard of. This would be like telling the story of a white supremacist happening upon a naked and bleeding black man and having mercy on him, dressing his wounds, taking him to the hospital, caring for the man, or someone who is prejudiced against whites. You know, we have uh, the black Hebrew movement where, by and large, they call white people white devils. They are the Edomites. You know, they're um, a race that is going to be destroyed by God when all is said and done, and the whites will then be enslaved by the blacks and reverse history. You know, this would be like a black Hebrew passing by a naked, bleeding white man having mercy on him bandaging his wounds and taking him to the hospital. So beneath this story of love thy neighbor as thyself, we see an underlying teaching in this parable about racism. Who Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers, Jesus asked. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So ladies and gentlemen, our neighbor is just not the white race the black race, fellow Americans, fellow Christians, fellow Baptists, fellow conspiracy theorists. Our neighbor is everyone. Jews and Samaritans believed in the same God. They both considered themselves to be children of Abraham, children of Jacob, but yet they ridiculed one another for the way they worship, for their race, the way they lived. It was racism. It was racism in the day of Jesus. And that's why this story is so important. And anybody who tells us that a certain race or a certain person or a certain group is to be persecuted, beaten, hurt, killed is leading us astray because this story very clearly elucidates every man and woman is our neighbor even those we suppose are beneath us in some way. So is it patriotic and is it Christian to be going up behind elderly Asian Americans and sucker punching them, knocking them to the ground and beating and stomping them? No, it is not. That is not loving. And he who does not love does not know God. 
nor would it be patriotic because a true patriot fights for this country and everyone in it, all of their rights, that we all might live in peace. Not just the white man and the black man or the Asian or the Hispanic, all of us equal in the country because we're all neighbors in the eyes of God. But see, we've departed from good sense and simple faith. And what I talked about earlier, people looking for a leader, people looking for a role model, people looking for someone to tell them what to believe and how to act. See, we're getting outside of the boundaries of good sense and simple faith. People that claim they're, air quotes, Bible-believing Christians, but yet they hate Democrats, they hate Republicans, they hate blacks, they hate Hispanics, they hate people coming over the border in, in the United States. They hate Asian Americans. They hate the Chinese. They hate. How can that be? Because as I always say, they set up idols in their lives or surround themselves with teachers who tickle their ears with what they want to hear. And when they hear or heard someone like former President Donald Trump always demonizing China, calling COVID-19 the China virus, well, this is the idea people get in their minds. Now, I'm not saying that the government of China is, you know, a wonderful thing because it's not. But you have to understand, these poor people in China, most of them are just oppressed by the government. They would like nothing better than to be out from under the thumb of all this social spying that's done on everybody. You know, everything is so set up in just such a way that no one can even speak freely. So is, is it a good governmental system? Absolutely not. Are there people that are loyal to it? Absolutely yes. Are there people who just do what they're told because they don't want to be beaten, killed, thrown into prison, tortured, whatever they do to these people? Many of them. So to think that everyone in China is this bad, communist, you know, American-hating people, well, it's just not true. Just the way people in other countries judge us here in America by the foolish and sometimes terrible things that our government does. But we get someone like Donald Trump who demonizes China all the time, calls COVID-19 the China virus. Well, it gets in some people's heads. They're to blame. Because this was the man they set up as their leader. 
as their role model, as the one that, as as the one they want to look to, to tell them what to believe, what to do, how to act, what is right, what is wrong, and what is the actual state of the country. Even if it's terrible and he tells them it's good, well, it's good despite the facts. We'll ignore the facts and believe what this leader says that we have chosen to put on a pedestal. So that's one of the reasons why we see this happening is because of the rhetoric of our former president. And there may be people that want to dispute that, but it is a sad and glaring fact. Another reason is because of a lot of the conspiracy theorists. COVID-19 was made in a lab in China. It was let loose on the world on purpose. It was a biological weapon that China used against its own people and the world. You know, there's all these conspiracy theories. And it kind of goes hand in hand because a lot of the conspiracy theorists were uh, very much enamored with Donald Trump, believed everything he said, everything that came out of the uh, QAnon um, group. And so little by little, you know, because of all of this rhetoric starts to solidify, you know, this suspicion and this hatred of the Chinese and eventually Asian Americans. And this is why we see this happening in our country today. And this is how we know, tracing back the paper trail, unfortunately, why many of the people committing these crimes consider themselves to be true patriots and true Christians, because a lot of the people that were very uh, taken with uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, a lot of the people that are involved in uh, the conspiracy groups and QAnon and things of that nature, uh, considered themselves to be, you know, modern day enlightened Christians, you know, getting all this new information from the internet preachers and conspiracy groups. Oh, we got all this information that, you know, no one's ever had before. So by and large, uh, most of these people consider themselves uh, great patriots and Christians. And that's, you know, again, just a fact of the matter. I'm sure, again, some aren't, but most are. But these were uh, at least some of the seeds and some of the acorns that grew into, you know, the modern day, um, what we're seeing now, you know, so much violence and prejudice against uh, Asian Americans and uh, the elderly uh, being targeted. And uh, it's really a symptom of the modern disease. It's a symptom of a lot of the false internet ministers and preachers and prophets. It's a symptom of the conspiracy culture that we currently live in. It's a symptom 
of the follower mentality that we have in our society today. People not reasoning things out. People not using logic. People not remembering simple facts and teachings from the very Bible they claim they believe is the inerrant word of God. But yet somehow they're finding in that particular book justification for all of these terrible actions. And the interesting thing is, ladies and gentlemen, if you really look at a lot of those justifications, there are verses that they are taking out of the Old Testament. Never mind what Jesus said. We're going back to some of these um, spurious verses in the Old Testament about killing certain people, driving them out, dashing, you know, their uh, their children against the stones and all of this type of thing. Jesus came along, he pretty much abolished all of that, and that's why the religious leaders of his day were so upset with him. This guy's coming along saying, everybody's your neighbor, even the Samaritans, you know, love your neighbor as yourself? No. We reserve the right, and they did. They did. I hear some rabbis online uh, talking about how anti-Semitic the New Testament is and what a bunch of hogwash that it was because, you know, it makes the Jewish people look like the bad guys. Jesus is healing on the Sabbath, and they're sitting back saying, oh, you can't do that, you know, and they're looking to put him in prison and execute him for breaking their laws. That's a fairy tale idea of what the past was like. Because that's what it was like. You broke the laws, you were stoned. You were, you know, you were flogged. You you were crucified. You know, you were turned over to the Roman government for punishment. You know, the Jewish people back in the day, uh, they reserved they reserved the right. Uh, because of their religious laws to hate and kill, you know, anybody that stepped on their toes and went outside the box. And they wouldn't at that particular time necessarily do it themselves. But when, uh, when Israel was under the auspices of Rome, uh, they would generally turn their criminals over to, uh, you know, the Roman legal system. You know, this person broke the law, this per you know, and then they would be flogged, jailed, executed. And uh, the religious leaders could say, well, our hands are clean. We didn't, you know, we didn't kill that person. We didn't shed their blood. So to, to look at it as if it was, you know, all, you know, posies and, you know, beautiful fields and, you know, they never would have said something like that to, uh, to Jesus, you know, healing someone on the Sabbath. Uh, that's just uh, a pie in the sky, you know, version of things. Because, you know, we can look at uh, some religions even today who will kill people for uh, breaking certain rules or committing certain sins that they consider, you know, absolutely horrendous. 
So I say all that to say, yes, you know, a lot of these people get their justifications out of the Old Testament and pay attention to that. They'll always dip back into those uh, Old Testament verses that are, you know, kind of violent to get their justifications of treating certain people a certain way or even genocide. But they claim to be Christians and when Christ came, he pretty much abolished all that and said, no, this is not how it goes. It's not eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. You know, it's about love and mercy and forgiveness and loving your neighbor. And that's why they hated him so much. And that's just the truth of the matter. I'm not picking on Jewish people, not picking on the religion. Certainly they've come a long way since then. But, you know, this goes for any religion, whether it's, you know, Judaism, Islam, um, some of the, the older pagan cults. I mean, they, they were very... Uh, they were a people that would that would kill in the name of their God, you know, for various reasons. And that kind of attitude was alive and well, you know, in the days of Christ. So, you know, picking those Old Testament verses as, uh, you know, a justification uh, for violent and hateful actions, um, it's, again, it's, it's not being honest. It's not being real, and it's not adhering to the faith of Christ and what he taught whatsoever. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got something out of this today. I went over uh, a little bit more than I wanted to, but uh, I appreciate you sticking with me, and I hope that you will consider these things in your daily life and talk to others about it. Share this show. You know, this isn't about making money. I don't make really anything on podcasting, but I do it out of uh, the love of doing it and to try to plant uh, good, sensible, common sense seeds in the world as best that I can. Not saying I'm infallible with anything I say, but, uh, you know, I, I do my best to bring what I can that is honest and true and bring some perspective on some of the things that are happening in our world. So think about these things, share the show if you know anybody that's promoting or, you know, applauding this violence against Asian Americans. And let's try to start a chain reaction of real faith and love and human kindness in this world. It's, it's much needed. So again, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe. Stay well, stay in love, love your neighbor as yourself, and I will talk to you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.